Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. Let's get ready to travel to Fresno, California to tackle the Anaconda Burrito. Our guest is Dustin Heiner of Master Passive Income, where he teaches people how to build passive income streams through rental real estate. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Fresno. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. This episode is brought to you in part by RewardExpert.com. They offer financial insights to make life rewarding. RewardExpert offers three amazing tools that will help you find the best deals based on personalized recommendations, earn more travel rewards or cash back through the shopping portal, and discover how many miles it would take to book your next vacation. Visit wetravelthere.com forward slash reward expert for more details. We're here with Dustin Heiner of Master Passive Income, and we are actually talking about a city that's near and dear to my heart today, Fresno. It's actually the city where my wife was born and raised, and I have a lot of memories of going there to visit her family. So great to have you on the show today, Justin. Great. Thank you very much. I appreciate being here. Oh, that's awesome. So what we want to kind of talk about is what it is that you know about the city. What kind of hidden secrets do you know that our listeners need to know about when they come to visit your town? Let's just kind of dig into the best the city has to offer. Sure. So I grew up there. I've been living in Fresno for 30 plus years now. And you know, as you're growing up, you think, okay, my town, you grew up living there. So you don't think of anything special about it. You know, there's fun things to do, but you always think of, Hey man, if I lived in Hawaii, that would be awesome. Or if I lived, you know, New York or LA or something. But now that I'm older, I realize how awesome Fresno actually is. So I really have been more passionate about Fresno and Clovis is an, a city literally touching it. So you could be driving in Fresno and then right all of a sudden be in Clovis. So when I speak about Fresno and Clovis, it's like almost synonymous, even though Fresno is the main city. Clovis is a different part of the Central Valley, but it's a fantastic place to be. So yeah, everything about Fresno has just been really been on my heart about, you know, enjoying. And as I was talking to you about all the great things about Fresno, what we can do, where we can go to eat and all that sort of stuff. I really got to thinking more and more about all the great things. And so recently, about a year ago, I moved from Fresno to Phoenix because that's where my in-laws are. And so my mom and dad have passed away. And so there was no real tie down to Fresno anymore. So we moved to Phoenix so my kids could be around them. It's been a real blessing for my kids to be around them, at least, you know, while they're still it's relatively young, like 74, 75. But whenever we go back to visit my brother and other friends, everybody in Fresno, we always look forward to going there because there's so many great things to do. First off, you know, sorry about the loss of your parents, but it's good that you are near family now. And even if you moved away from a city that you love, being around family is incredibly important. I used to live in Anaheim and I fell victim to what you're talking about, where there's all these cool things to do that you kind of take for granted because they're always in your backyard or you never really researched your town because you're just like, oh, this is just my town, whatever. But as a quote unquote tourist, now that you live in another city, there's all these fun things that sometimes you never even knew were there. Absolutely. And as I was getting ready and thinking about all the different places that I like to go, like whenever I take my family, I have my wife and four kids. And so whenever we go back to Fresno, we have certain things that we love to do. When I was thinking about what I should talk about and share on the podcast, I was thinking, you know what, let's share the things that I actually want to do. I mean, there's many, many great things in Fresno and Clovis area to do, but I'll share the specific things that we you know, always have to do when we go there. 
Okay, well, perfect. Well, let's start off with like, what's the weather like in Fresno? Is there certain times of the year that are better than others to visit the town? That's a fantastic question. Now, if you think of someplace like San Diego, where the weather's always the same, beautiful, you know, it's all, but it's always the same. Fresno is completely different where they have four distinct seasons, which I absolutely love. Like in the summer, it can get pretty hot. I think it gets as hot as like 110. So it does get rather hot, but it's only maybe a week or two in the summer. You have a hot, hot summer, which is good because you get out and go swimming with your friends. You go to the lake. So many great things you can do in the summer because, you know, it gets you active because you get out and do things. But the distinctive distinctiveness of each season is great because once you're done with the summer, you're like, okay, I'm ready for the summer to get over. Then the fall hits and you just really enjoy the fall because Fresno has so many trees and it's, it's just lush. The city does a great job of making sure that there's plenty of plants everywhere. And so everything's turning colors. Everything's looking really, really beautiful. And then you get into the winter. Winter is just fantastic. It gets pretty cold. It can get as low as like 28 degrees. It's not common, but it can get really low. So you appreciate the winter and then the springtime's beautiful. So I would suggest that if you're not a fan of the heat, stay away from like August-ish. It's a monsoon type weather, not really necessary monsoon, but you get some humidity going through there. But other than that, Fresno is a fantastic place to go all year round. Even when it's hot, I know Yosemite National Park is nearby. A quick short drive, maybe like an hour, hour and a half, right? Hour and a half, yes. And so when it gets hot in Fresno, is it a good place to go to Yosemite during that time frame where it's probably maybe a little bit cooler? That's a great question. So Yosemite itself, for some reason, the Yosemite Valley is very hot. It's not nearly as hot as Fresno. So if it's 110 in Fresno, Yosemite Valley might be like 90, 95 degrees. I think it's because of the way... The Yosemite is absolutely beautiful. So that's definitely one thing on my list. You have to go see Yosemite. People fly from all over the world to go see Yosemite because it's so amazing. But I think it's all the sheer rock faces, you know, grabbing all that sun and radiating down. But it still is cooler than Fresno, but there are many other great places. So like Yosemite is an hour and a half driving direction in the north. But if you go a little more northeast, there's the Sierra Nevada Mountains. I absolutely love the Sierra Nevada Mountains. So on the way up, there's a lake called Shaver. A lot of people like going to Shaver Lake. It's a nice place, but I like going just a little bit further. So Shaver's Lake is about an hour. Hour and 45 minutes is Huntington Lake, and that is very, very beautiful. So if it's 110 in Fresno, it'll be like 80 degrees at Huntington. Beautiful lake. They have sailboats. So that's like one gem that I always go back to, camping at Huntington Lake being around Huntington Lake, because it's just absolutely gorgeous up there. The Sierra Nevadas are fantastic. Well, that sounds good. And so when you mentioned in the wintertime being able to ski, were you talking about in the Sierra Nevadas up near that lake? Yeah, correct. So actually right by that lake, there's a ski resort. It's called China Peak. So when you're skiing, you're overlooking the lake. It's beautiful. Yeah, that sounds gorgeous. One of the things that I love about snowboarding, I don't ski because I'm afraid of my legs are going to go the opposite directions. <laughs> but snowboarding and skiing, one of the things that's best about that, other than just being able to carve down the mountain, is you get vantage points that the vast majority of the world never gets. If you don't like to ski or, or snowboard and, and you don't get up to the top of those mountains, you're going to miss out on these just spectacular views that are just amazing. That's a fantastic point. And so same thing, like uh, if you go to Lake Tahoe, Lake Tahoe is beautiful in the summer, like it's just green, but it's totally different in the winter, just beautiful in the winter. And so when you're skiing, you go very, very high. You know, you take the gondola up, same thing at China Peak near Fresno, Huntington Lake. You go really, really high and you just see a whole different landscape because it's all white, you know, obviously when you're skiing, but you're so elevated that you just see so much and you can see into the valley. You can see Fresno from on top of the mountain. It's beautiful. 
Well, right on, man. So you said that a lot of people fly into Fresno to see Yosemite and, and, and some of the other things in the city. But the junior high boy inside me kind of does a little giggle when I see the airport code. So do you want to tell the listeners what the airport code is for Fresno? Yeah. yeah. So I definitely, ever since I was a young kid, always laughed at it. So the airport code is an abbreviation, obviously, but it's Fresno Air Terminal. And so whoever thought of that didn't actually think ahead. But Fresno Air Terminal, F-A-T, is fat. So you fly into the fat, then you fly out of the fat. And so I just thought it was rather weird. Now they've changed it. Now they try to make it into Fresno Yosemite International Terminal. Even though it's not an international airport, it doesn't fly anywhere international. But yeah, they're trying to get away from the fat. But if you go anywhere on any travel site, fat, F-A-T, is the call sign for it. Right on. Well, one thing I noticed from when my mother-in-law was living in the town is that Flights in and out of the Fresno airport can be quite expensive just because it's a smaller airport and not as many flights fly through there. One of the ways that we always tried to reduce the cost of if she was flying someplace with us or to go see her, the rest of her family, is we would actually go to San Jose or San Francisco, or Oakland, or even drive down to LA to see us at that airport as a way to kind of save money on her travels. Absolutely. And that ties into a great point of how awesome Fresno is geographically located. Like if you think of California, north, south, east and west, it's in the dead center. And so if you want to go to San Francisco, it's literally a three hour drive. You want to go to L.A., it's a two and a half, maybe almost three hour drive. You want to go to the beach, you know, as quick as you can. Pismo Beach is a fantastic beach to go to. That's two and a half hours away. You want to go to the mountains, it's an hour and a half. Yosemite is an hour and a half. So geographically located, you can go many, many places. So what I do is when I'm in Fresno and I need to fly out and I'm flying out of LA, like just this last March, I took my entire family, all six of us, we went to Europe for a six week vacation. We went to 11 countries. It was super fantastic. We loved every bit of it. But what we did was we rent a car basically and drive to LA from Fresno. So renting a car, a van would be like $80, 60 to $80, drive it one way, drop it off there. So I don't have to pay for any parking and then take the one way back. And so for all of us, I saved at least $1,000, if not more, doing that. That's fantastic. There's so many ways to save money when you're traveling. But let's talk about some of the things to do actually in the city. When I was doing some research, I found a few things that I just had never heard of before, even though I've been going to Fresno probably every few months, two, three months for the last decade. I just had never heard of these things. Have you heard of like the Forestier Underground Gardens? Yeah. Yeah, it's super, super neat. I honestly, I never actually been there. I, I wanted to go there a couple times. It never really worked out, but it's in the downtown Fresno area. I've learned a good amount about it, but basically a gentleman built an underground garden and it continues today where I think it was back in, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 years ago where they had underground tunnels. And I guess people were hiding out like the Chinese, I believe, were hiding out or something like that from persecution or something. But anyways, turn those underground tunnels into an underground garden. It's really beautiful. At least if you look on the pictures, it's beautiful. I saw that it was over 10 acres. So, I mean, it, it's definitely something that if when you're in the town, you can spend a whole afternoon or possibly even a whole day exploring those tunnels. Yes, yes, definitely. And one of the things I really loved about when I would go to Fresno in the November, December timeframe is Christmas Tree Lane. Absolutely. That was one of my things on there. So Christmas Tree Lane, I'll give you the touristy thing to do, but then also give you like the local thing to do. So okay. what we locals would do. So Christmas sure. Tree Lane is absolutely fantastic. It's like two mile stretch of these beautiful older homes that have huge yards and they make 
the most brilliant, you know, Christmas light and ornaments and all that sort of stuff all throughout the yard. And they, they make it really, really beautiful. And people just take the entire night and walk up and down this two-mile thing. And it's just fantastic. So if you're a tourist, that's a great place to go. That's very populated. There's a new place that has been around for maybe 10 years that I don't go to Christmas Train Lane anymore because it's so crowded that so many people go that I go to in Clovis. There's a place called Candy Cane Lane. And Candy Cane Lane has, it's not as long. It's basically a subdivision. And the entire subdivision, I want to say of at least 50 to 60 homes of like three or four different streets, they made up their yards even better than uh, Christmas Tree Lane. If you're ever thinking about going, look up Candy Cane Lane. It's just north of Herndon. Herndon is a major street in Fresno. So if you want to go anywhere and have any fun, usually go around Herndon and all along there is usually the place to party. But Herndon and then Peach. So the street called Peach and the street called Herndon. That right there is Candy Cane Lane, and that's a great place to go. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I've been to Christmas Tree Lane a few times, and yeah, it is incredibly packed. The first couple times we tried driving through it, and it's just, like you said, the streets are backed up. It takes a long time to get through. One of the ways that we avoided that is actually parking across the street at the Fig Garden Shopping Center and then walking through it. Absolutely. That's a great way to do it. I've done that many times. Saves a lot of time. I mean, unless you're really motivated to walk a couple miles, you're not going to see everything, but you kind of get the flavor of what you're looking for. Yes. Speaking of flavor, let's talk about some of the food that's available in Fresno. So what are some of your favorite places to eat? So I might not be the absolute best person to talk about food because usually I can eat the same thing over and over again and never get tired of it. (laughs) On top of that, something could actually taste bad and I'd be like, oh, I'll just keep eating it. It's not that big of a deal. But my wife is definitely more of a food person. So I was working with her on some ideas of the best places to eat because I could eat anywhere, but she is much more picky. So the first place that she absolutely loves, so the place that she has to go, number one, she loves Mexican food. And number two, she's more of like a critic of Mexican food. And so when she finds one that she really loves, she constantly goes to it. So Antonio's is my wife's absolute favorite Mexican food place in Fresno. Now, I know there are many, many fantastic Mexican food places, even like Hole in the Walls that are terrific. But my wife always has to go to Antonio's. It's on Blackstone and Knees is the cross streets, if you get those streets. But Antonio's is a great place. I recognize the name Blackstone. So I think that is a pretty large street in the middle of town. One thing that we heard about a year or two ago that was really popular is a place called Taqueria Yareles. They have something called the Anaconda Burrito. This thing is absolutely massive. I think it's either four, five, or six tortillas. And it's just, I mean, literally the burrito is like the size of an anaconda that probably just ate like a small child. You can't take it down by yourself. I mean, you need help eating this thing. I think it's probably like three or four feet in length. That sounds amazing. What was the name of that? I'm going to write it down because I'm going to have to take my wife (laughs) to check it out. Well, definitely. The name is Taqueria Yareles, Y-A-R-E-L-I-S. We're going to save it in the show notes for everybody if you're driving or while out there walking. But it is just a huge burrito. It's this little hole-in-the-wall place, smaller than, maybe a little bit bigger than like your bedroom type of place. It's just a small little building. But the food is amazing. I think the uproar has kind of died down a little bit. So you can go there without having to wait, you know, half an hour to 45 minutes to get your food. And like I said, the food is fantastic. You know, all the different flavors and tastes that they infuse in the, the locally made food was just amazing and highly recommend it. I'm definitely going to check it out. So when you mentioned um, Hole in the Wall, Fresno is fantastic for basically every single type of Mexican food you want. And if you are driving anywhere and you see a Hole in the Wall that says taco shop, 
more than likely it's going to be good. Fresno is really almost world renowned for having the best tacos, the best Mexican food. That sounds great. So there's going to be some other places that Dustin and I have talked about. We're going to include them in the show notes. But what we're going to do now is we're going to do the final countdown. So these are four questions that we ask everybody and definitely want Dustin's insider knowledge as far as what he recommends if you have just a short fraction of time in the city. So Dustin, I know your wife loves the Mexican food. What is the best food in the city, in your opinion? So for me, what I would have to go to is Sakura Chaya. So that is on the knees and first. It's um, basically a tempanyaki. So, you know, it's a Japanese food they cook in front of you. Delicious, delicious food. And so if there's one place I would have to pick to go, I would go eat Sakura Chaya. Right on, right on. So obviously you live in the town for majority of your life. What's a memorable story that you can share with the listeners? So that way they are just interested in going there and maybe think of something that they really want to do while they're in town. So one great thing about Fresno is they do a really good job of trying to get people active and doing things. So they have bicycle paths all up and down every single street. So you want to be riding, bicycling, you know, everywhere you want. There's always a path to get there. So for me, I would have to say where I actually got married, it was at Woodward Park. Woodward Park is a beautiful, beautiful park. It was actually kind of funny. My mom and dad got married there 38 years or 40 years ago in the same park. I didn't know that until actually, like they didn't literally tell me until, hey, we're going to get married here. Oh, we got married there. Like, great. But um, (laughs) at the time when my parents got married, all the trees were really small. Now, 40 plus years later, they're huge. They're beautiful. They keep it up really, really well. It overlooks the, I believe it's the San Joaquin River. And you look over into a beautiful, beautiful river. Everything is just gorgeous. And there's a running path that you run along. Once you get out of Woodward Park, you run along the path of the river. And it goes for at least, I want to say, like three or four miles. So, yeah, my wedding in Woodward Park was just absolutely beautiful. Lots of space. Woodward Park is terrific. So if you're going to go and you want to spend time just being out and seeing what Fresno is like, what a lot of people in Fresno like to do, going to Woodward Park is one of the best things that you can do. That sounds great. And what a cool story that you actually just happened to pick that place to get married. And it's the same place as your parents. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So whenever I go out, I like to have a couple beers here and there. Where would you say is the happiest happy hour in Fresno? You know, you're asking the wrong person. I I don't really drink, so I don't have a good (laughs) answer for that. But I would say for happy hour, I go to Tahoe Joe's. Tahoe Joe's is a steakhouse. It started in Fresno, but they, you know, they branched out. I think there's other locations all over California, maybe a couple other states, but it literally started in Fresno. Fresno's Tahoe Joe's has a happy hour for food too. So they have definitely drinks happy hour, but happy hour for food. So all their delicious food, they have it like half off. And so I go in there like at three or four o'clock and get filled up for dinner. I don't need to get actual big size meal. I just have a couple you know, appetizers for half off and I'm good to go. But I know that the bar is really hopping like usually i'm you know sitting outside in the lounge area and people are just inside the bar area to having a great time yeah great pick with tahoe joe's my mother-in-law absolutely loves that place and whenever we're talking about a place to go grab some food tahoe joe's is one of the top two or three places that she's always looking to go yeah and you have to get the railroad camp shrimp so if you like seafood at all you have to get it if you don't like seafood you still have to get it my wife hates seafood but the railroad <laughs> camp shrimp she will eat that until it's gone like she'll just eat and eat and eat so the railroad camp shrimp is fantastic what a great suggestion so my favorite food is pepperoni pizza whenever i travel i always try to get pizza wherever i'm going and every place does it a little bit differently where would you say the best place to get pepperoni pizza is in fresno 
Okay, so there's two places I'm going to give you. One in Fresno. It's a local chain, but it's called Mianed's. Mianed's has some really, really good pizza. Everybody in Fresno just loves Mianed's. I really, really love Mianed's. Really, really good pizza. So when you're in Fresno, check out Mianed's. They have great pepperoni pizza. One other place that I'll give you. So if you go skiing up at China Peak, so you drive up, you know, an hour away, I definitely recommend going skiing. It's fantastic. But in Shaver Lake, there's Shaver Lake Pizza. And that pizza is awesome. It's fantastic. Plus, you know, you're driving home after a long day of skiing at about, you know, four o'clock and you stop and get pizza basically half an hour away from the lift. You get pizza, fill up and relax with your family, your friends or whatever, and drive home. It's just a great place to go and a great food. Yeah, another great suggestion. I think whenever you're leaving the lifts, there's always worries about all the traffic. Everybody else is driving yeah, exactly. and, and clogging up the roads. So perfect opportunity to just get off the road, enjoy a great meal and let all the traffic die down. That way you can cruise back the normal highway speeds. Absolutely. So Dustin, I really appreciate you coming on to the show. Again, listeners, we're going to have a whole bunch of other insider tips and tricks related to Fresno on the show notes. But now I want to hear a little bit more about uh, what's going on with, with Master Passive Income. Oh, yeah, sure. Thank you. So Master Passive Income is a company I started about three or four years ago. The reason why I started was almost, I don't want to say by accident, but it just kind of happened that for about 15 years now, I've been investing in real estate, buying rental properties, and trying to work myself out of a job. And I realized passive income is where I don't work, but I still make money. So I started investing, and little by little, started getting more and more money. And then I was just about ready to quit my job, and I had many people ask me, how are you going to quit your job? Like, what are you going to do for work? I said, well, I have rental properties, so I have enough money coming in where I don't need a job. All my paycheck is covered by my rental properties. And people started asking me, well, how do I do it? You know, can you teach me? Can you show me? So I wrote a book. And I said, here, read this book. And when you have questions, come back to me. So they come back to me and start talking to me about the, the property. So fast forward to now with the training that I do and the coaching that I do in helping people learn how to invest in real estate, I started my blog, Master Passive Income. I also have a podcast, Master Passive Income Podcast, where I teach all about investing in real estate, investing in rental properties so that you have passive income coming in. The reason why I was able to travel to Europe for six weeks and C11 countries was because I didn't have to work. All my properties run themselves, my business run themselves. And so anyways, I teach real estate investing. And so if anybody wants to learn, I have a free course for you. If you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course, I'll give you a free course because I just love helping people. I love seeing people get their lives changed with real estate. Well, Dustin, that sounds great. I'm actually a big real estate investor myself. So I know the power of rental property income, being able to help change your life and make it for the best. I mean, if I didn't have the income from my rental properties, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now as far as leaving LA and moving out to Nashville. Oh, that is fantastic. I didn't know that. Good job. Yeah, thank you. So I have eight rental properties for myself and five with a partner and been doing it for a little bit over 10 years. So it's definitely changed my life for the positive. And I look forward to being able to listen to your podcast and checking out some of the things that you have to teach. Because even though I've been doing it for a decade, there's still a lot more that I can learn. And you know, for somebody like yourself that focuses in it 100% of your time, I know there's some things I can learn and implement and improve my business. Yeah, thanks, Lee. Yeah, I definitely have fun. I really enjoy teaching people. It's, it's fantastic, especially seeing people all of a sudden get that like, aha, man, I actually can make money and not work. And then that another aha, man, I can quit my job next year. Let's keep going. I love it. It's fantastic. Well, there you go. Again, everybody, we're going to have all these links and tips and tricks in our show notes. Thank you for listening. And Dustin, thank you for being on the show. 
Look forward to talking to you soon. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Fresno will always hold a special place for me because that's where my wife's family is from. I've been visiting that town for years and never knew most of these places even existed. Fresno is a perfect launching point for the big cities of LA and San Francisco. And you can easily be in the mountains, at the beach, or hiking Yosemite National Park within just a couple of hours. So what's your favorite thing you learned about Fresno? Please let us know in the show notes at wetravelthere.com forward slash Fresno or log into the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook. Join us in the next episode when Ricky Shetty shares why you must eat at the Tomahawk when you visit Vancouver, Canada. We hope you'll join us when we travel there. If you'd like to listen to more podcasts about travel, I suggest learning about your favorite boarding area travel bloggers with a Now Boarding podcast hosted by Ed Pizza. Each episode features an in-depth interview with one writer to discover their passion for travel and rewards. Let me know what you think.